Thank you guys so much for coming back to J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions, the West Wolf Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Guys, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do so. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Remember, at the end of the podcast, if you enjoyed this video, please, please click the like button. And guys, if you just listen to the audio version, I appreciate you. Remember, you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public Cast Box, and much, much more. But guys, the Battle of LA happened and the Los Angeles Lakers dropped one to the Los Angeles Clippers, 115 to 119. Guys, a bunch of missed free throws. Shooters left wide open. What I'm going to get into, was that the issue of the players or what is it? Bad decision making and plan by Coach Vogel. We're going to get into that right here on the Westwood Podcast. I really, really appreciate you. Remember, please hit that like button now let's get right to it. Guys, let's start with the bright spot in the basketball game. Malik Monk, my gosh, once again, can he fill it up? Uh, he was 8 of 15 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. He had 20 points on the night, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Guys, he was so, so good. But I want to point something out. Malik Monk has always been a bucket. He's been a bucket getter since I could back in his college days. Guys, I was more impressed with how well he played on defense especially versus Paul George. That's the part that has impressed me the most. He has been a two-way player. And because he's been a two-way player, even with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James on the floor, and he's just making an impact, I can't really make an argument for him not to start. That is the truth. He's been that good on both ends. Malik Monk has been special. Always been a bucket. Love it. I'm not taking it away from him because he is a bucket. Once he gets hot, he gets hot. But I am just, the way he's been defensively has been so good. And not only is he keeping players like Paul George in front of him, he's contesting without fouling. Something THT had trouble with in this game. Look, I know THT is 4-9. He had eight points. But he fouled Paul George on the three. Then he fouled, uh, uh, one, uh, I think it was Carnard on the three. He struggles with that part of the game uh, at 21 years old. It's been so good on both ends. I can't make an argument against him starting unless you want to say uh, he needs the ball in his hands, which which I, what I saw in that fourth quarter is even with the stars on the court, they knew he was hot, and they were just letting him ride for the most part uh, until the ball was stopped uh, by LeBron James and, and on possessions. We'll get into that as well. But that was a bright spot to me of the game that um, – Monk was just absolutely outstanding, and he's been doing this for a string of games. I just can't make the argument uh, against looking at him as a starter alongside uh, 360 and Dwight Howard, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, I think that it, um, I think it's worth a look. I think it's worth a look. Um, another thing is we did get to finally see, if you follow me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets a chip at Always in Fervor Art. Uh, I begged and begged with about three and a half minutes left, um, <laughs> just tweeting out, just let me see this lineup with Ellington, the 360 with Ellington on the floor. And I think it was Carmelo as well. LeBron was playing the five. I just want to see it. He played the last like two minutes and 13 seconds. A nine-point lead uh, or 11-point lead goes down to five, I believe it was. Ellington hit a couple of threes from both sides of the court. It worked. Uh, that was a bright spot. Uh, it was special to see. Ellington's just such a great shooter. You got to get him shots. You got to play him. You brought him here for that reason. Uh, two, two or five from three. Uh, he had six points. He was, had a steal as well. So yes, he's another person. He's working hard around screens, doing everything he can to play defense. I love it. I love to see it. Um, now we're going to get into the other things that I, I'm done holding my tongue about. 
LeBron James's defense was absolutely putrid. It was horrible. I, it was just so bad. Now, I do believe Russell Westbrook's defense on Paul George was absolutely great. I'm going to make some clips of that uh, for everyone. I thought it was outstanding. Monk did a great job as well. Um, so I don't know. We'll get into his double. Nonetheless, LeBron James, that defense was just terrible. He gave it like 10 points in a row at one point. He just kept gambling. I, then he was looking at Dwight Howard, yelling at Dwight Howard. He gambled and look at Russ and yell at Russ. And I'm thinking, LeBron, I understand for like 15 seasons, for about 15 to 16 seasons, you've been the king. You predetermined that you were called the king and then you've been the king. All right? I ain't going to call you that. But nonetheless, you've been the best player in basketball. But, bro, we, just play defense. Just be disciplined and play defense. And we also might win this game. That and the free throws. No need to gamble. None. I'm talking about, man, he was gambling like he was, you know, 2012 Westbrook or something. Yeah, Russ fans tell you, he gambled a lot. He gambled way less than he used to. He did. LeBron just kept gambling, and it just kept costing the Lakers points. You know, at one point, I'm pretty sure it was 8 to 10 points in a quarter where it was truly given up by the great LeBron James. LeBron James is one of the top three, two, people, two to three people that ever played a game of basketball. I'm not sugarcoating that, but it doesn't mean I didn't see what I saw watching that game last night. That he was horrible versus the Clippers on defense. And just so everyone knows that I'm validated in what I saw, Russell Westbrook said, not Russell Westbrook, LeBron James said himself that his defense was terrible after the game. And it was. Uh, LeBron James also, THT and LeBron James, in my opinion, uh, they also cost the Lakers some possessions. There were some passes that LeBron made. I just... I didn't know why he was throwing them. Uh, a lob to Reeves. Now, I believe Reeves got ran over by Paul George, and that was a foul on that lob. But why did he throw that? I, It was not a good pass. And LeBron and THT have been stopping the basketball. There was a point in the game where you can see Russ throws a lob to AD. AD dunks it. And you can see Russ going down the court saying, pass the ball. Let me show you the clip right here. Half of the wins, as I mentioned. Lakers have battled back from double digits down. They're going to have to do it again. Lob! Jam! Two-point game! They may want to rethink how they're trapped. What did he say? He said pass the ball, right? Let me show you again. They may want to rethink how they're trapped. Pass the ball around. Make plays for others. You do not have to be the hero every game. You just don't. Play defense. Be disciplined. Pass the ball around. Get good shots. Get lobs. Get wide open threes. Do that. And the Lakers are a way better basketball team. LeBron and THT were stopping the basketball. THT was fouling shooters at the three-point line. Now, THT has some strong finishes. Uh, I'm happy about that. I tweet that out as well. That's the thing about me. If I critique a player, I'm also going to give him credit. But, guys, another thing I want to say. We are going to talk about this doggone Frank Vogel. By the way, I thought Dwight Howard played. I thought he played well once again uh, at the center position. Obviously, to, to me, if you're going to play a, 
center, it should be Anthony Davis. I think that optimizes everyone, maximizes everybody's potential. But if you're going to play a traditional center, uh, I think Dwight Howard, uh, he did well. I didn't want to leave him out. Um, no one else really stood out in the game. But I do want to talk about Frank. Oh, Anthony Davis, I'm sorry. And once again, uh, a model of consistency other than doggone free throws. Uh, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, only 2 turnovers, and uh, 10 to 15 from the field. So, um, Anthony Davis, you know, consistent as ever, uh, 27 and 10. A couple blocks, a couple steals, doing what he does. I uh, want to give Anthony Davis uh, his credit. Sometimes I believe Anthony Davis kind of disappears uh, in fourth quarters, uh, but being that he's a big, I can't always just put that on him. Um, but nonetheless, when I look up, he's somewhere around 20 and 10 every single time. Um, and I know he gets a lot of heat, and I do think he takes a bit too many jumpers uh, in any given game. But he's a consistent player. Can't really complain about 27, 10, 4, a uh, couple steals, a couple blocks. So Now, Vogel. Bruh, why? Were we doubling? Paul George, when Russell Westbrook had done well on Paul George, all night long. Russell Westbrook took that assignment from tip. I can only remember Paul George making one shot on Russell Westbrook. Just one. Now I'm going to go clip it and I'm going to post that as well for everyone uh, in a video. Russell Westbrook's defense on Paul George. But I only remember one. So tell me for the life of me why in the hell you have to send a soft double team three feet beyond the three-point line when all the Clippers can shoot. All of them. It was never going to work. Why? Explain that to me. Paul George can shoot. Morris can shoot. Ibaka can shoot. Paul George himself can shoot. Reggie Jackson can shoot. Luke Kennard can shoot. I'm sorry. Explain to me why... Uh... Why did we uh why did we want to double Paul George in the fourth quarter, who was 0 7 for the three-point line, who was being D'd up by Russell Westbrook or Monk all night long? All night long. Help me understand that. Can someone please help me understand that? They're back. George, one way, then the other. Tough shot. Hits the heel. Taken by LeBron, so the defense does their job. LeBron, here comes the train down the track. Drive, kick, Ellington, three. You didn't need it. It's like he predetermined before the basketball game. He just determined before the basketball game and the fourth quarter I'm doubling Paul George no matter what. Guys, that's terrible coaching. Just Ty Lue. Man, Ty Lue got Lakers fans sad. They got Vogel instead of Ty Lue. What in the hell? The adjustment by Ty Lue to bring Kennard to the strong side of the basketball when they sent that weak double was very smart. However, it was just as stupid to keep sticking with it the whole fourth quarter. Why? Why, Vogel? Explain to me. I just don't understand it. Why? Paul George, all seven from three. All night long. Deed up by... Russell Westbrook, and at times Monk, all night long. It didn't make any damn sense. 
I'm sick of this. I'm just sick of it. Frank Vogel, do you know you started, I, I just, you started, I think the highest three-point shooter was 35% on the entire, on the entire starting. I just, guys, I'm, just, I'm going, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. <laughs> he started LeBron James. Okay. He know he's starting the big three. None of them shoot over 35 cents from their career. From what I, I think, I think LeBron's 35.6 or something like that. Uh, but anyway, THT, he don't shoot well from three. Dwight Howard don't shoot well from three. My gosh, can you start a shooter? Please? Please? That's all I'm asking. Why? I, I just, I don't understand. Guys, then the, then at the end of half, he tried the Ellington with the 360, and it worked. And then he just came back with THT. Okay. The, the, the fact of the matter is, he got outcoached. Like, that's what happened. Like, that, that's exactly what happened. So, uh... I'm so sick. I, I'm so sick of Frank Vogel. I can't. I gave him credit for recognizing that DJ doesn't need to start. I, I did. I gave him credit last podcast. Don't nobody put that on me. I did. But my gosh, I don't understand. And how in the world do you just keep putting... Guys, you signed, you went, and you traded for the human turbo button. The triple-double king. The fastest player in the NBA for years. 21.6 miles an hour. He runs with the ball while dribbling 21.6 miles an hour with the basketball. And you just park him in the corner whenever LeBron James is on the floor. I'm not putting that just on LeBron James. That's fine. You can do that because LeBron James is running the point forward position. But I'm not putting that just on LeBron James. Ain't no way in hell I'm putting that just on LeBron James. Why do you have such a dynamic, one of the greatest passes to ever, one, a three-time assist champion, two-time scorer champion, Turbo Turnbull button. The triple-double machine. He is magnificent. And you just park him in the corner whenever LeBron James is on the floor. Okay. What's trade for him for? You know, I, I'm irritated because there's plenty of people where I said, no, I think you guys are wrong. I, I don't, I, I really do think you guys are wrong. I don't think that it's going to be that big of a problem after 20 to 25 games with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James on the floor together. Now, Laura, they do the LeBron James has missed like half the games. I understand that. Maybe it's going to take a little bit longer. But my gosh, I didn't think you were just going to park the man in the corner. Like, you two or two from three. Russell Westbrook, since starting the season, he, look, he's been shooting the three well for like the last 10 to 15 games. But he's not someone you just park in the corner. He's not Luke Kennard. He's Russell freaking Westbrook. Moving the ball. Passion shooters open. Getting to the rim. Lobbing to Anthony Davis. Lobbing to Dwight Howard. Pass the doggone basketball. Give Russell Westbrook the basketball. Give it to him. So he can make plays. You're just wasting what makes him dynamic. By not by gambling on defense, which hurts your defense. 
which means that the team is scoring and shooting well from the field, which the Clippers did. 50% from the field, 45% from three. Which means you're not in transition, which you take away one of the most dynamic parts of Russell Westbrook's game because you're not in transition. And he doesn't have the ball to dribble the ball down the court at 21.6 miles an hour. He's going to get fouled, or he's going to make the basket, or he's going to find an open shooter. So you take that away. Because you play this gimmick defense of seeing a soft double three feet outside the three-point line with a team full of shooters. Then you're just trying to play catch-up. Eventually, they all can shoot. You know what? That defense might work on the starting lineup of the Lakers. It might. But the, the, the Clippers shoot too well, man. Come on. So you're taking away what makes Russ dynamic because you're not in transition. Because you're just giving up wide-open shots on defense. Then you take away what makes him dynamic in his playmaking. Dynamic. Can't speak now. You take that away in his playmaking because you just park him in the corner whenever LeBron James is on the floor. So when LeBron James is on the floor for those 36 minutes, send Russ to the corner. Okay. Well, uh, that's what we're going to do. You are wasting what is great about Russell Westbrook. You are wasting what is Hall of Fame, Lock Hall of Fame worthy of Russell Westbrook. You are wasting the triple-double machine. You are wasting the human turbo button. You are wasting a three-time assist champion. You are wasting a two-time scoring champion. You're wasting it. You're just wasting him. That's fine, though. No, it's not fine. It's not fine. Frank Vogel. He's got to get it together. I'm done. I said 20, 25 games for you guys. I'm done sugarcoating this crap. Eight shots for Russell Westbrook is egregious. Guys, THT took nine. Yeah, I said that. I said that. I said THT, he took nine shots. LeBron took 23. Andy Davis, who's efficient on, took 15. What? I'm fine with Monk taking 15. He was on fire. And you can tell Russell's like, here, take it. Which Russell point guards do. High hand. Ride it. Stop stopping the ball. Play some dog on defense. Stop gambling. Pass the ball like Russell Westbrook said. I told you guys the clip. Russell Westbrook's on-ball defense has been great as of late. That's why I'm going to make those clips. It's been very, very good. He also made it tough for Fox. Versus the Kings. He's been very good. Look, this game actually made me upset. I'm finally critiquing this team like it's been 20, 25 games. I'm upset. I'm not happy with Vogel. Most of all, second, that deep, just, just you know, I'm, I'm out. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Westwood Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. Please, please hit that subscribe button. I would really, really appreciate it. Guys, please don't know I'm upset, but please, please hit that subscribe button. If you enjoyed the video, click that like button. It really, really helped me out. Guys, remember, if you listen to the audio version, uh, please, please hit the subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, CastBox, and much, much more. Guys, the Lakers don't play again until Tuesday, so I'm hoping the Lakers have some tough conversations amongst players and coaches. Um, and we see some better on better product on the floor on Tuesday, better decision-making. But, guys, thank you guys so much. I will see you Tuesday. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Russell Westbrook gets the chip, at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions.
And as always, until next time, peace.